I think it's Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Melanated Way. I'm Linda Entwee. Um, I'm going to talk for a few seconds. And while I'm talking, wherever you're watching, uh, if you can hit that thumbs up, that would be great. Um, shout out to my Patreon subscribers. I hope that you have watched or are about to watch our exclusive interview with... Um, why am I, Why do I want to say Daniel? It's very. It's very weird of me to to say Daniel. It's Ronald. Uh, Ronald Smith, uh, Tiffany's now ex. It was an explosive interview. He really spilled all the tea. So I am looking forward to hearing what you guys had to say about it because it really brought a lot of things into light, you guys. And and when I say he brought his receipts, like he got up off his couch, digged in his boxes, found some receipts and brought them. He brought, he like, y'all so um there's that and uh, i have a few other great surprises happening this weekend uh for my patreon people as well if you haven't checked out patreon you should head over there as well um okay so you guys it's been quite the week uh i don't know where you guys live i'm just going to talk for a minute because it's been a whole lot so uh where i live they do like city inspections um so they they came and did an inspection. And so my apartment needed a whole bunch of work done. And so the workers have been here all week. And when I say they've been here all week, like the fumes of just everything, the grout and the scraping, I'm exhausted. I don't know how you homeowners all do it all. Like I would, I, if I had known, I would have been on vacation and just come back to a brand new apartment. That being said, um, let's get into the family Chantel burning bridges. Shout out C. Cruz, Crystal. Uh, Crystal said she's watching the Ronald interview. She said, I had to put it on pause. I'm shook it. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> um, hey, better days. Patty's in the house. Everyone, let's go ahead and send Patty all the positive vibes um, right now. Her and her family. Uh, could use it. So send Patty all the positive vibes. All right. So according to Chantel, winter is, her, winter's life is in shambles. And I don't know about y'all, but I almost felt like on the one hand, Chantel says, like, I want to be there for her and, and, you know, I want to help her through this and I want to support her and all this stuff. But some of the things that are coming out of her mouth, I'm like, mm, but do you though? Because First, you're saying your sister's life is in shambles. Well, obviously, she just broke up a seven-year relationship, so she's going to be heartbroken. That That's true. doesn't necessarily mean the rest of her life is in shambles. But then when you talk about what you see for her in the future, you see her single and thriving. Well, why can't she be married like you are and thriving? Why does she have to be the single sister? And I don't know if I'm reading too much into it and you guys can let me know, but that's the vibe I got. I was like, oh, so 
not only do you not want her to be with Jaw, which is a whole other conversation, you just want her to be single? Don't we all deserve love and happiness? Like you've clearly found? I don't know. Maybe I'm reading into it. You guys tell me. But Winter is definitely feeling very emotional. Obviously, she still cares for Jaw. Um, and she's going through what all of us have gone through whenever we've been in a breakup. You love, you care about the person. You spent some type of time with them. You care about them, but then at some point you're angry with them. At some point you're sad about the situation. And that's absolutely normal. It's, an, it's normal to have all the different feelings, especially at the beginning of a breakup. Um, and she talks about how, you know, she doesn't know what to do, right? Like she doesn't even think that he loved her for real. And that's a harsh realization after seven years. And she also realizes that, you know, her, their lives are interconnected as they would be after seven years, you know, financially raising uh, his daughter, Lilani and, we find out in this episode that Lilani has been calling her mom. So she leaves the house, they break up. And now this girl who had, you know, kind of like a stepmom, a pseudo mom, um, no longer has her pseudo mom and she can't have a relationship with her because Jaws being an ass. It's quite terrible. Hi, Raydella. Hey girl. Hey. So um, Jaws been reaching out. You know, I think Jaws realizing that whatever the case may be, she's not coming back and all his usual tricks are not working. So we find out that normally whenever they have these type of fights, he writes her a letter, gets her chocolate, writes her a poem, gets her a teddy bear, all the things. And, you know, she takes him back and this time is a little bit different. So he sends this letter She's reading it and it's basically, you know, I love you. I'm sorry. I want to be with you. Come back, blah, blah, blah. And Mama Karen's like, what is that? And she's like, oh, you know, it's a letter that Joss sent me. She's like, let me see the letter. <clears throat> and that's when Mama Bear comes into place. She doesn't even read the letter. She folds it up and throws it in the fire pit that they've created in their backyard. Um, so I thought that was interesting. So you know, they're having some mother-daughter time, but also Karen is like not messing around because Karen does not mess around. Mama Karen does not mess around. Meanwhile, uh, Pedro calls Chantel, tells her his his trip to the DR has been crazy. There's so much tension in their family. All the women of the family Pedro are against him, he feels. Um, and he's sad about it. And, you know, he feels like his the women in his family are gold diggers that's what he thinks he thinks that they're gold diggers and all they care about is money and he's questioning he's like what about feelings and relationships and spending time is that not important and why was it not important in any of your relationships like none of you have been married you've all been involved with married men and you've all been about the money and what about the kids? Like, I'm the kid and I'm saying, what about my feelings? What about establishing a relationship? <clears throat> what about spending time? So I get deprived because you guys have different type of priorities. Doesn't seem fair, which is what Pedro's feeling. So he's telling all of this to Chantel. But did you guys notice that he didn't give her any real detail? So 
originally Chantel was like, do you think that your mom knew that your dad was married? And then Pedro got all defensive and, you know, thinking that Chantel's calling his mom a hoe and he got out right. But when he's sharing the story, because he finds out that that indeed is the case, she did know that he was married and decided to pursue that relationship anyways. He didn't tell her on the phone call. He was just like, oh, you know, the family's against me. And, and, you know, they don't care about feelings and relationships. They just care about money. Well, Pedro, should you have maybe told your wife that she was right? That your mom did know? Or do you not want Chantel to think any different? Because it's clear that Pedro is looking at his mom with different eyes, right? And he's very upset with her. And I think he's more upset with her, you guys, because she's minimizing his feelings and she feels like she's done no wrong. And it's hurting his it's hurting his feelings that she's not acknowledging that he's in pain and he has some issues that he wants to work through. And she's not allowing it because she's like, Yeah, it's not my business. I don't care. This is how we do it in the Dominican Republic. I didn't do anything wrong. That's in your problem. You shouldn't question me and all the things, right? So that's kind of making it worse for him. So he wants Chantel to come and be his support in the DR. And he's like, Pinky, you know, I want you to come here. And I'm I'm torn. And I definitely want to let, I want to hear what you guys have to say uh, about this as well. Uh, Rodella, C. Cruz, Crystal. Hey, Barbara, all of you guys, Patty, what do you guys think? So especially my married people out there. So if you're married and your spouse, your partner says to you, hey, I'm in a situation, I need you to come to me. And then you say, okay, yeah, I'm I'm definitely there. I'm there to support you, but I'm also going to bring my mom and my sister. Is that okay to do? Because you're trying to be supportive of your family. Can you like wrap it up tight with one big bow, bow, bowl, (laughs) bow? and help everyone or should you just keep it between you and your spouse and should Chantel have just gone there by herself what do you guys think uh better day says I would be there alone in a heartbeat Barbara says she should have gone alone Stevie Stevie says hell to the nana (laughs) I am kind of Hey, Vanessa. Vanessa says, I think Chantel is straight up wrong for bringing her mom along. Sister, maybe, but mom, nah. I personally think none of them should have gone. Here's what I think. I think that if they wanted to have a girl's trip, Chantel should have gone ahead of time. And Chantel could stay with Pedro for as long as Pedro was staying. And then if indeed they needed a girl's trip after Pedro was going back to the U.S., then the mom and the sister could come down and she can continue her trip. That's what I would have done. I wouldn't have done like, hey, we're going to make this a family affair when I'm saying I'm going to be there for my husband. I just, I don't know. I just thought it was weird. Um, Crystal says, I think if he gave more details, she should have. And Patty says he might have appreciated her alone. And Judy says, that's crap about them going. Chantel should go alone. So yeah, we're kind of, all of us are kind of saying similar things. Interesting. Um, 
And C. Cruz says that's true. I don't think Chantel knew how serious it was, though, because Pedro kind of downplayed it. Those are facts, which is what I just said, too. So maybe she didn't. You're right, C. Cruz. I agree with you. She didn't know, like, the details because Pedro didn't give her the details of what's really going on. So that could be it. Um, so <clears throat> there we're back in <laughs> Atlanta and you know, Chantel wants to take winter. And so she's like, <laughs> Oh wait, wait, let me, I'm ba- let me back up a, a quick second. So she says to Pedro, Hey, you know, John winter broke up and winter needs like a distraction. I want to bring her with me. And Pedro's like, that's not news. They they break up, they get back together, they break up, they get back together. And she's like, no, this this is a serious one. Like, this is the last time. And then she says, especially if I have anything to do with it, which I was like, mm, Chantel, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's your place to like stick the knife in deeper and twist it. Like, I don't know. Maybe your support should just be supporting your sister and whatever her your sister's decisions are. I don't know. So uh, the family's outside. The whole family's now arrived at their campfire uh, in their backyard. And they're all happy that it's over between winter and jaw. So they're having wine. They're chit-chatting. And Chantel is like, you know, you should go and get anything else that you have that's old from jaw. And let's burn them. And so that's what they did. They, She brought in like teddy bears and t-shirts and um, letters and cards and chocolate. And Chantel was the first to jump up and pop that stuff in the fire. And they were all kind of celebrating it. And I was like, wow, that's really, I don't know. I've It's unusual to me that the whole family jumps in on celebrating your breakup. I don't know. I, I just have not seen it, but that's what they did. And, you know, Winter is torn because she's sad about it, right? She's sad that her relationship is over, but she also felt, too, that this kind of solidifies that her relationship is over and that she needed to see it in order for her to really understand it. And she said, you know, she feels hurt, but it also felt very powerful and it needed to happen. So there's that. And then you guys, Thomas, Father Thomas talked the most that I've ever seen him talk. I was shook. But he basically said, you know, we have always known that there was something going on and something not quite right about the relationship with Jaw and Winter. We've always tried to support our daughter, but we knew that something was not right. And she was hiding a lot of stuff from us. And now, you know, she's kind of coming out of into her own and opening up to us. And she's like, you know, he said that Jaw was trying to stitch up the relationship with an engagement. So he knew something was wrong and he was trying to reel Winter in by proposing to her. And he's like, you know, even Winter was surprised that he, he proposed. So that says a lot about the relationship. And I was like... Okay, Father Thomas with the wisdom. He talked for about two minutes straight, you guys. That's 120 seconds. That's 120 seconds longer than he's ever spoken. I was here for it. (laughs) 
Um, <clears throat> so they're sitting around the campfire. Chantel invites Winter to the DR. And of course, my favorite line, mama, mother, Karen says, yes, thank you so much. I have been wanting a girl's trip for very long. And you girls don't ever invite me for girls' days anymore. So I'm really happy that you invited me. And Chantel's like, I wasn't inviting you. I was inviting Winter. And she's like, well, I volunteered my services as I should. Uh, You'll thank me later. (laughs) And then she goes to cheers her wine. And she's like, I'm spilling my... uh, I'm spilling my licky, her liquor. I'm spilling my licky. And then she's she does the Cardi B. Okay. Oh, you guys, I died. I died of laughter. I died of laughter. I love her. I think that all of her little isms are hilarious. <sighs> Krista said, so basically, Father Thomas needs to get a teeny bit tipsy so we can hear from him. <laughs> and Stevie says that's a whole season's worth for Thomas. Facts. Um, And then we go back to the DR and we're with the family Pedro and it's his aunt, his grandma and his mom. And, you know, the grandma's happy that the family got reunited for the weekend. Uh, But Lydia is really upset. Now here's the thing that's interesting to me. So Lydia is upset that Pedro is questioning their family. And says that Pedro doesn't know how a woman thinks, so he shouldn't question the women in the family. And I was like, well, Lydia, it really is not that. It's not that he's questioning. It's your pride and the decisions you made back then that you don't like. You don't like the fact that you presented yourself a certain way to your kids. And now that they're grown, they're questioning and you don't feel like you should be questioned. Now, here's the thing. I personally think that Mother Lydia would not be in this predicament had she been open and honest the whole time that they were growing up. So any questions that they had, because they're going to have questions, she answers. And guess what? You still would have the respect because any kid that's grown up with a single parent knows the sacrifices that single parents do for their children and how hard they work to provide. So it's not taking away from, right? But I also think personally that it's also Lydia's responsibility to not badmouth her ex because it didn't work out with them, but to say, hey, listen, this is who your father is. This is his name. This is where he is. And when they're at an age where they want to reach out, then let them reach out and find out for themselves who that person is. But for you to hide it from them for all these years and make it seem like it's all the dad's fault and the fact that you hid the fact that, you know, you were the side chick, all the things, it just makes me feel like you're being selfish and your pride is hurt and you don't want your kids to know that you were a bit shady, I mean, for lack of a better word, you were a bit shady. You chose money um, and gifts. Like you said, he would always come with a car full of gifts. You chose that over anything else. Uh, 
So that's what I personally think. And then Lydia um, says that she didn't want to live a life of loneliness is what she says. Um, so when their dad went back to his wife, she decided to end the relationship. Um, and then she said that he threatened to take the kid. She said no. And so she never saw him again. Now that seems really simplistic. I feel like there's way more to that story. Um, but again, I think that she doesn't want to show herself in a bad light. She doesn't want to say, Hey, listen, I made this choice. And this is the result of my choice. Instead, she says, you know, he decided that he was not going to see the kids again. That was his decision, which I just feel like there's way more to the story. So Lydia is talking to her mom and her sister. And the mom's like, you know, are you going to help Pedro find his dad? And Lydia's like, I'm not going to help Pedro get in touch with him. Um, Pedro can you know, go and find him for himself. But I think that he's going to get hurt because his dad is a man with no feelings. So if he's looking for affection, um, he's not going to get it. And if he doesn't get it, then perhaps he's going to be even more hurt. And I was like, see, this is what I'm talking about. I don't think, I know it's hard, you guys. Like, I know it's hard, especially if it's uh, a terrible breakup. But I don't think that, especially when their kids are, are involved, that you should badmouth the other partner, the other parent. I just don't think you should do it. I think that you should allow the child to find out for themselves. Find out for themselves. Let them reach out for themselves. Let them develop their own relationship. And it's up to the other parent to figure it out. And the kids, kids are smart. Whether you're you're young or older, you figure it out. And you can see for yourself and make your own decisions. I don't think it's the other parent's place to say, oh, you know, this, that dad has no feelings and he doesn't give affection and all the things because you're planting a seed in your child's head that may or may not be true for them. It sounds to me like you felt that he wasn't affectionate to you and you felt that he didn't have feelings for you, but that's not going to necessarily translate to your children that you share with that other parent. And it's not right of you to keep that, those child, those child, that child or those children away from the other parent. It's just not right. It's not your position in my opinion, but a ton of people do it. And I just think it's wrong. I think it's wrong to use the child as punishment. You're not with me or you treated me wrong or you did this or I don't like you or you cheated on me or what. Uh, uh, so you can't see the kids. No, I don't think that's right. You might not want to have any relationship with the other parent, but the other parent, you decided to, you know, make a child. They have, you know, 50% of the responsibility to have a, relationship with them and they should have should be open and able to do that that's all <sighs> so that all being said they're leaving campo uh nicole says oh you know grandma i love you goodbye and Pedro's like don't believe her she's a gold digger and so you knew that that ride home was going to be a hot mess as it was so they're on route back and Pedro's driving. He's telling his mom and 
his sister that the weekend was super stressful for him. And Lydia's like, why? And Nicole's like, well, you made it stressful. And then the mom agrees. And Lydia's like, yeah, you made it stressful because you had all these questions. You're questioning me. You're questioning your family. You're questioning my mom. Um, and so you're the one that made it stressful. And then she goes, come on, man. And I was like, see, this is what I don't like. He's telling, he's trying to open up and have a conversation with you. He's trying to tell you how he feels. And I just, I just think it's important to not minimize people's feelings. That's how people get screwed up because they don't feel like they can talk. They don't feel like they can share their emotions with their family. So they bottle it up and guess what? They get anger. And then, you know, there's like mental health issues. And that seeps out into all of their other relationships. So I just, I don't like how she's minimizing the fact that Pedro is trying to be healthy and explain how he's feeling about situations. I just, I think it's wrong. So then Nicole says to Pedro that he crossed the line and he just wants to find someone to blame. And then the mom turns to Pedro and says, you have problems. Who created those problems, Lydia? You freaking lied to your kids for 26 years. Wonder why. Wonder why he's like questioning who he is as a man. Wonder why what he's questioning, should I be faithful and loyal and fight for my marriage when I'm a bunch of uh, around a bunch of people that all they do is cheat and they brought children into their cheating, adulterous relationships. So for him to say he's stressed out and then you tell him you have pro he has problems? Sounds really crazy to me. So then to top it all off, Nicole, his sister says, you know, he spends too much time with the family Chantel. So all the problems um, have deranged him. And since Chantel's family attacks each other, he wants to bring that to this family. And I was like, that's not it. If anything, I think that he's grown as a person. Like, me watching the show evolve, it shows me that Pedro, of all people, not only has he learned a second language, because remember, Pedro barely spoke English a few years ago. Now he's like fluent. Um, he's also mended his relationship with his in-laws so they can be together and spend time together and have a good time. So I think he's evolving. So I don't know. I think Nicole, obviously, because she only knows fighting with um, Chantel. And I know all of you viewers and all the fans think that Nicole is jealous of Chantel. So there might be a little bit of that. But whatever the case may be, I just think that between Nicole and Lydia, there was no support. And that's exactly what Pedro was saying. Like, he doesn't feel supported by his family right now. He's just trying to ask questions. So... They're doing all of that to him. And he's like, okay, fine. It's me. It's me. But I want to meet up with my brothers. And then Lydia, because, you know, she's continuing to be the same person and not allowing her son to have the feelings that he's feeling, says, you know, that's excellent. Maybe they can give you a little therapy. That's what, that's, my mouth was like that. I was like, your own mother first says that you have problems. And then now knowing that you have not ever met your half brothers and you're going to put yourself out there emotionally 
you're going to go ahead and cut him down and say maybe that they can give you a little therapy. And again, Pedro wouldn't need therapy had it not been for you, Lydia. I don't know. I don't know. So <clears throat> Pedro goes on to say, you know, I'm going to go see them and, you know, maybe my brothers. And here's where he's actually talking directly to Lydia, but he's using his brothers as the the way in. So he's like, maybe my brothers are going to see you as a woman with no heart that doesn't care about anything. How's that? He says. And I was like, oh, poor Pedro. He's like trying to be open. And you know, here's the thing, you guys. I think that when we think of, especially, it's it's very prevalent in African cultures. It's pre very prevalent in Latin cultures where the man has to be the machismo, the, the man that doesn't show his feelings, that doesn't talk about his feelings. He's just, he's the macho guy. Nothing, nothing affects him, right? And then you have Pedro who's trying to be different and trying to be someone that's healthy and happy and communicates his feelings. And he's starting to do that just to get shut down. Think about it, you guys. If you've never done something, and not only does it get shut down, but someone minimizes it, someone makes fun of you, it's going to be hard for you to, to do that. So like, what are we saying is okay to do in our society. At what point do we say, hey, listen, it's okay for us to communicate. It's actually healthy for us to share our feelings and work through whatever it is that we're working through because we all are working through something. We all, I don't care if you have the best family ever, somewhere in your family, you're dealing with some family drama. We all, we all deal with it to some respect. And wouldn't it be amazing if we were all able to be open and honest about our feelings and talk about them and share about them without feeling there was a stigma or without feeling that our feelings weren't valid? I don't know. I just, I, I absolutely do not like how Lydia is handling this situation. And I, I feel like it's setting a bad example on an international level about communicating, especially men and Latin men specifically communicating their feelings. It should be okay. I don't know. You guys let me know what you think in the live chat. You guys let me know what you think if you're watching the replay. That's just how I feel. So Lydia goes on to say, after he's like, you know, how's that? How do you feel if, you know, they think that you're a woman with no heart that doesn't care about anything? Lydia says, you know, if you're still on this thing, I'm just going to be quiet because I'm not going to, I'm not about to sit here and fight with you uh, on the ride home. So you're still on this thing. You know, the whole purpose of his trip was to find out about his family history. So yeah, he's still on this thing. <sighs> Pedro's like, you know what? She's wrong. And Nicole says, yeah, she knows she's wrong. Um, but doesn't excuse the way you treat her. You're treating her like some easy woman. Now, I don't know how you guys feel about this. So 
I personally think that Pedro is being a little harsh with his words because he feels attacked by them and he feels like his feelings are not being validated. And instead they're laughing at him and, and making fun of the fact that he's asking these questions. So I do think that he is being a little harsh the way he is speaking to his mom, but I think he's doing it as a defense mechanism because he's hurt by the way that she is responding to him trying to speak to her. Does that make sense to you guys? Because that's what I think it is. Um, <clears throat> Nicole thinks that Pedro's being totally disrespectful. I personally don't think that he is. Uh, I think he's hurt and I think he's angry and I think he is responding defensively. And then Nicole goes on to say that, you know, you pretend to be a moralist, but you're married to a crazy lady. Only a dumbass um, would marry her and you're a dumbass and you're the one that paid for her university. And then so that's where I was like, because all this time, you guys, I've never thought that Nicole was jealous of Chantel. But every time she talks about the family Chantel, she only talks about Chantel. So this is the first episode where I think that maybe you guys are right. Like maybe she is jealous of Chantel because why does she keep bringing Chantel up? Chantel has nothing to do with this. Their marriage has nothing to do with it. And him pretending to be a moralist. No, he's trying to be a good person. He's trying to be a decent husband and good, good brother and son. So like, if that means he's a moralist and so be it, you know what I mean? Uh, Crystal says hurt people hurt people. And Christine said, yeah, maybe. Yes, she's jealous. Oh, thanks, Patty. Patty says, tough times are the most important times to share instead of isolating. Those are facts. Those are facts. And there it is. Radella for the win. She let Chantel live rent-free in her head all the time. Exactly. So, um, then she brings up this interesting thing where she says, you know, you paid for her university, like Pedro's a chump, but here's how I look at it. If I would absolutely, how can I say this? I think that if you are married to someone, you guys are a unit and you guys support each other's goals, dreams, and aspirations. And you do it in a way that supports your union. So if Chantel's in school and Pedro's working and she's working as well, and it makes more sense for their family to not be, because I America, student loans, like I, I have friends that are still paying off student loans. I cannot even friggin' imagine that. I cannot, like I cannot imagine it. They're paying off hundreds of thousands of dollars in student loans. So they get their first good job and guess what? Half their money is going into student loans. It makes no sense. So for her to say that Pedro paid for a university, so what? Guess what? If Pedro helped contribute and Chantel helped to contribute so that when she graduated, that they as a couple are not suffocating from student loans, then I don't I think they both come up on that. And then when it's Pedro's turn, then Pedro goes back to school and guess what? Chantel helps pay for his school. And guess what? They come out as a better couple. So 
I don't see how that that's a bad thing. I think that couples support each other to move forward in their lives in the best ways that they can. Personally, that's what I think. So I don't see where he's the dumbass in, in this and neither does he because he says, you know, at least I have my papers and I live over there. You have nothing. You're dating Alejandro who's married long distance. And what has he done for you is basically what he's saying. Cause you've got nothing. You're still living at home. You ain't got no job. You're too busy cranking your neck at Chantel, but guess what? Even Chantel's a career and she has her BSN. And in five years, they're going to be in a different place. They're going to have, you know, a home and whatever, whatever their goals are. What are you going to do? Because guess what? This money that you're talking about and how I'm a dumbass is the same money that I send back home to support you and mom. So zip it, zip it. Ridiculous. Just absolutely ridiculous. I'm just so, there's so many things going on here, you guys. Then we go back to the ATL. And I have to say this is my favorite scene because Mother Karen, I I just, I want to be in her head for a minute because I don't know where she comes up with her isms, but I just think they're fantastic. So she says to uh, Winter and Chantel, since I'm taking you to the beach, uh, we're going to be the beach, beachiestness, wait. We're going to be the beachness. What is it? Beachness toss? I can't even, I couldn't read the word. We're the beachiest beaches on the beach. Beachnesses? Beachnesses? Yeah. We, beachnesses. I think that's what she says. We're going to be the beachnesses. We're going to be the beachiest beaches on the beach. And then she does this thing. She turns her head that she does and she pierces her lips and she's like, how I die every time. Not only are we going to be the beachiest beaches on the beach, but we're going to be the bitchiest bitches on the beach. Yo, yo, what year is that from Karen? <laughs> we're going to be the bitchiest bitches on the beach. Yo. Oh, it's beachinistas. Okay. They're going to be beachinistas. The beachiest beaches on the beach, which are the bitchiest bitches on the beach. Yo, DR, here I come. Oh, exactly. <laughs> oh my God, it's so funny. Beachinistas. Winter has on a crown and they have this whole thing, how she's the queen butterfly. She's coming out. And it was funny because Karen's like, yeah, she's coming out, but coming out means something different to our generation. So Chantel was quick to, to correct her and be like, no, she's not coming out. She's evolving. She's evolving into a queen. And Karen's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's evolving. Oh my God, I love Karen. Um, Winter is like, you know, what she's starting to realize by starting to open up to her family. 
is that love doesn't have to be that hard. And, you know, someone shouldn't require you to strip away every essence of yourself in order to love. And no truer words have been spoken. Love should not be that hard. You should not be required to change who you are, to strip away everything that you believe in, in order to feel love, give love, or be loved. That are, those are facts. Those are facts. <sighs> oh, SG, the chat replays are always available. I always have them on. I'll look into that for you, though, but I always have them on. Um, but welcome. Welcome, SG. Welcome. Glad you made the live chat. Holla. So <clears throat> she goes on to say that there's so much that she's kept hidden and talking about it is helping her work through all the things. And I just thought about that. Like, if we think of the last couple of seasons, you guys, and how she, you know, all she was a Nazareth or whatever, and Sabbath every weekend and not celebrating Christmas and literally changed everything that she knew as she grew up with her family. She literally changed who she was. And she even, you guys, isolated herself away from her family. And Jaw had her at a point where she was choosing him over her family and what she believes in and what she truly thought. And I just think like there must be so much to that story, right? Because when you talk about dysfunctional relationships, those are signs when your partner is trying to isolate you from your friends and your family, that's definitely not a good sign. So I am happy that she's now starting to open up about what's really been going on because you guys, like the saying says, you never know what's really going on behind closed doors. You just don't. So um, they're in the car, they're on their way to the airport. Chantel wants to remind Karen and Winter that she's going to the DR to support her husband first and foremost. And then if there's any other time left over, then she's gonna come back and, and support Winter. And Karen says, you know, I feel bad for Pedro on how his family is making fun of him um, for wanting to find his dad. I think that that's not okay. And then this was another funny part. The producer says, so how do you advise Chantel to deal with Pedro's family, you know, once she's there? That's what the producer says. And then Karen says, uh, 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 don't go there. lover that's all she says uh, 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 don't go there <sighs> Karen they get to the DR oh no we're back at the DR and Nicole calls Alejandro and Alejandro says you look beautiful which is interesting to me because he was against her getting all the the plastic surgery and all the things he was totally against it and he's like i don't think i would be attracted to her and i don't want to be with anyone that has anything fake and woo -woo, he did that whole thing you guys remember and then all of a sudden the first thing he says is you look beautiful which by the way is what nicole said that he would say when she saw the finished results so i find this whole thing like ridiculous on his end but they've made up. She's forgiven his indiscretion. She says she loves him very much. 
Um, and then she tells him about her experience at Campo and how it went bad, how Pedro said that he was supposedly being unfaithful. Well, he was texting, just like Stephen from 90 Day the Other Way, another woman behind your back, and that other woman sent you the screenshot. So I, what part of that is supposedly? Maybe he didn't physically cheat on you, but he was emotionally cheating on you because he was talking to another woman. He was not only talking to another woman, he invited that other woman to come visit him. And the only reason that that didn't happen is because he got caught. Anyhow, Nicole goes on to say that the grandmother, she felt embarrassed because the grandmother heard that her boyfriend was a cheater. But then are you embarrassed really, Nicole? Because I hate to say it because I don't want to disrespect my elder, but your grandmother was a cheater too. Your grandmother's a cheater, your aunt's a cheater, your mom's a cheater. And now... Um, Alejandro gets super mad. He says, you know, Pedro can stick it up his, his opinion up his. And he goes on to say that he doesn't care what Pedro says. Um, but in all of this, Nicole's starting to question her choices given her family history, which I think she should. I think that she's absolutely walking in the same steps as all the females in her life have, but you can't blame her because she is only mimicking what she grew up with. She's only mimicking what she sees. She's only mimicking the role models that are in front of her. And if it's her family norm to say this is okay to do, then that's what she's going to do, which makes it fascinating to me why Lydia is so mad. Because on the one hand, she knows that it's, it's wrong to date a married man. Right. And she does not want Nicole to repeat the mistakes that she's made in the past. But on the other hand, you guys, in order for someone, in order for you to be like, hey, don't go down the same path that I went, you have to acknowledge that you went down that path. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, she needs to own up. You know what? Yes, Pedro and Nicole, I made some choices that I'm not very proud of. And here's what I did. Own up to it. Let's talk about it. Let's move on. And that is why I don't want the same for you, Nicole. I've been there. You've seen us struggle. You've seen us not have money. You've seen us not have relationships. I don't want that to happen to you with Alejandro. I don't want that for you. He can't be married and broke. That's what it is for Lydia. Facts, right? She, If he was rich, she wouldn't care because at the end of the day, it's about the money and not about the relationships. And I, I think that that's unfortunate. I think it's unfortunate. So, um, Alejandro doesn't think it's the same situation. So he's like, do I have children? Do I? No. And oh, by the way, my divorce is finalized. Is it though? He's like, yeah, it's done. She's like, is this true? Because the last time we talked, you said it was delayed because of COVID and you never said it was back on. And now all of a sudden it's done. Are you sure you're not just telling me this to calm me down? Listen, Nicole, you better go ahead and get the receipts. I'm going to need to see the divorce papers right now. Like right now. Because in that same breath, he said that he doesn't lie. 
why are you waiting to this very moment where I'm calling you out as a cheater? Because that's what my brother said to now tell me that, oh, by the way, I'm, I'm officially divorced. I need to see the paperwork. I need to see it immediately because what I'm not about to do is believe what's coming out of your mouth. So then, okay, you guys know how I feel about promise rings. Like, I don't know what, what I don't, I just, are we 15? Like who's, who's spending money on a promise ring? Go ahead and save that money up and buy me a proper ring, an engagement ring. I don't need a promise to be promised to marry me. Like I, what, why do we do that? Why in 2021 are we doing promise rings? Please, someone explain it to me because I don't get it. You better go ahead and take that back and save a few more dollars up and get me a proper ring. And when you're ready to propose to me, then let's do that. What I'm not about to do is, oh, what is that? Are you engaged? Oh, congratulations. No, it's just a promise ring. He promised that he's going to marry me. <laughs> you know, fucking ridiculous that sounds. And, and if you believe in it, you know. Let's agree to disagree. I just think it's ridiculous. I think it's a waste of money. But he says he's a free man. And he gave Nicole this promise ring. So he's going to follow through on his promise. However, the disclaimer he had, hopefully everything goes as planned. Now, who says that if you're actually a free man? Right? I know you can't like predict how, what relationships are going to look like. But seems a bit early since you're celebrating your freedom to be like, oh, but hopefully everything goes as planned. <sighs> Ridiculous. Um, Nicole goes on to tell him again. So this is like the 10th time in this episode that Nicole brings up Chantel. So she tells Alejandro that Ch uh, Chantel is coming to the DR um, and that Pedro told Lydia, but didn't tell Nicole because, you know, they're not getting along. They're in a bad place right now, blah, blah, blah. And what I thought was interesting, you guys, is so Pedro tells Lydia and Lydia's like, well, that has nothing to do with me in the one breath, right? Nothing to do with me that, that my child's wife and her family, my in-laws are coming to town. That has nothing to do with me. That's what she says in one breath. But in the other breath, She's talking all the shit about winter, about Karen. And I was like, see, so she's sitting on the couch all prim and proper with her glasses. And she's like, you know, seems like winter broke up with, with John um, because, and I think that's because of Karen, because Karen is too involved in her kids' lives and too involved in their relationships. And then Lydia and then Nicole was like, yeah, she doesn't realize that her kids are grown. And I was like, um, can you two look at each other right now? Like, can you turn your heads and look at each other? Because is that not what's going on with Lydia, the mom involving herself in Nicole, the grown ass daughter's relationship and how Lydia is like depressed calling Pedro to come to the DR, hitting people in the head with her purse, doing all the things, going on walks with her dog, all crying that her, like, are you not doing the exact same thing that you are saying that Karen does? Or am I wrong? Exactly. Hi, pot, meet kettle. 
Oh, Raydella spilling tea. She said, I had someone try to pull that BS on me once when I insisted on seeing the final decree. Turns out he just filed for his divorce. Get the receipts, y'all. Paperwork. Paperwork is important. Um, now, here's the thing. We get to the core and the root of the issue that Nicole has with Chantel. And you guys, I had totally forgot about it. I totally, totally forgot about this. So they do the flashback when they go and meet Alejandro in New York. And Chantel says, I've never seen Nicole with any boy, only around the corner hoeing. And then she does a smirk. And I completely forgot that Chantel was super petty Betty and was basically like, you know, Nicole's a hoe, a hoe, a hoe, a hoe, and ho, 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 tis the season. <laughs> I had totally forgotten about that. That is why Nicole is all spun up. And listen, you guys, I'm I'm not saying I'm not saying she is those things because I, I don't know. But here's what I do know. If someone called me a hoe or someone called me a prostitute, I would probably laugh because I know that those things are not true. Now, when things tend to be directly on target, that's when I personally think people get a little defensive. So take what you want from that. But for someone for three years to have this crazy ass vendetta over someone calling you a hoe or a prostitute, I don't know. Like, you know, Christine, Christine in the live chat can be like, Linda's a prostitute. And I'd be like, oh my God, that's so funny. Patty in the live chat can be like, Linda's a hoe. And I'd be like, well, I know that's not true. But if Patty went ahead and said, Linda's a hoe or Linda's a prostitute. And I was like, oh my God, I'm not a prostitute. I'm not a hoe. I can't believe it. I'm going to fight you. I'm going to pull your weave out. Uh, we have a fight scheduled. All the things. Then, you know, Patty might think that, oh, did I, did I touch a nerve? <laughs> Anyways, that scene was hilarious to me. I had totally forgotten about it. Um... And so that's exactly what Nicole says. Nicole says, Chantel and I owe each other a fight. And you're only in a fight about something that you're defending. So if you're defending the fact that she called you a hoe, then I need to know, like, why do you feel the need to get physical with someone when they said something that was not true? Um, so Pedro's on his way to the airport. He's stressed out doesn't want to have the family Chantel drama. And he literally says the family Chantel drama in the DR. And they flash back to all the drama, the chicken feet, the fight in the back alley, like all the things that were going on. Um, and it's just fight, 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 fight. And he just basically doesn't want their trip to interfere with, interfere with his trip. And he doesn't want to have any extra stress because he's already stressed out trying to find out about his dad and, and his feelings and who he is as a man. And I totally get it. 
because it's only ever been drama when the family Chantel comes to the DR. We've never seen them have like a quiet little happy relaxing trip. It's always been major drama and fights all across the board. And then, so he's driving there and I thought, you know, Pedro really is trying to be a great man. And so here's what I was like, oh, Pedro again. So he's driving to the airport and he's like, oh, I forgot to draw, to buy flowers. And I was like, oh, what a gentleman. You know, he wants, he just wants to be that lovey-dovey. And so he pulls over, he grabs like a flower, picks one from some side street on the way to the airport and I just thought it was really sweet that he like put it in his wife's hair I miss you I love you it was very romantic it was like an awe moment and then my favorite Karen okay wait let me do it the way she does it hold hold the line hold the line they're pushing their carts they see Pedro and Karen's like hola Hola, hola, hijo. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it cracks me up. Now, I respect, <laughs> I respect the fact that she wants to, you know, try to learn the language, right? And I think that people appreciate that when you like make the effort to learn something. The part that I don't understand to this day, three years later, is this. I, I just don't understand it and someone explain it to me. Because a lot of people do it. I don't understand why you talk slower. So if you're talking in their native language, why are you talking slower? It's weird. Hola. Hola. Como esta? Okay, let me stop. Let me stop before I totally lose it. Um, <clears throat> then she goes on to say, it's so good of Chantel to invite me on this trip to the DR. Mama Karen, you know damn well that she did not invite you. You invited yourself. Uh, they get into the car and Pedro asks Winter, uh, you know, what opened your eyes now? Like, why now did you decide to leave Jaw? And she was like, you know, he wasn't treating me right and he wasn't talking to me right. And he's like, oh, okay. And then she's, she turns to say, oh, you know, Chantel, I love you. And Pedro's like, what? You didn't love her just a few months ago. A few months ago, you were calling her a dumbass bitch. And I was like, see, even Pedro is like sticking up for her. He's like, yeah, I, I got your back. I got your back. And Winter was like, you know what? You're right. Just Chantel was saying a lot of things that I wasn't ready to hear, which I thought was very big of her to say. Um, that she was just not in the space to accept what was really going on in her relationship. And when you're in denial like that, it's harsh when someone is calling you out. If you're not ready to receive it, then you're not going to receive it and you're going to lash out, right? Which goes to my point five minutes ago, you only lash out if something, you know, is true. It hits the target. That's when you lash out. So, um, Pedro's like, yeah, now you love Chantel. You didn't love her like a couple of months ago. 
So she Winter apologizes and realizes that she was not in the right space, um, and talks about how even to this day, Jaw is trying to manipulate her and not allowing her to have a relationship with Len Lelaney. Um, and she starts crying to camera how she didn't get to say goodbye. Uh, she left a note saying, I'll see you later. She never got to see her later. And Pedro's like, you know, all of that stuff is sad. But right now you need to focus on yourself and focus on healing. And then Pedro says, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for leaving that toxic relationship. And I was like, who knew that Pedro was going to be the one that was just the good guy? The one that was evolving as a man. Like, bravo. Bravo. <laughs> Hola. Oh my God, Karen. I cannot with you. That was the episode. Um, like I've said before, I really feel like Family Chantel is starting to be my favorite spinoff. Speaking of spinoffs, if you haven't heard, there are a couple of new spinoffs coming January 10th. So January, so the next couple of months, you guys, we're going to be bombarded with all things um, 90 Day Fiance. So December 10th, excuse me, that, that's a lie. December 12th, we have 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days airing with a bunch of new, all new cast members except for one. Soldier Boy is back. Um, and then on January 10th, we have two shows airing. 90 Day Fiance, no, it's called David and Andy after the 90 Days. And then we also have... Um, Alex and what's her friggin' name? Ah, <laughs> uh, thanks, Patty. Appreciate you. My first, my first super sticker. Um, Lauren, it's Lauren and Alex after the ninety days. So that's three shows. And then on that same day, the Monday, which is the tenth, I believe, uh, Darcy and Stacy are back for their season. So we have four shows coming up new and returning before the 90 days after the 90 days time two with lauren and alex and david and annie and then we also have darcy and stacy coming back so we have a full plate y'all a full plate which means more shows for us more interviews for us all the things patty again thank you so much Oh, I didn't even read the message, Patty. You are whole free, Miss Linda. Thank you all for being the kind and funny community that you are. We appreciate you guys so much. I love you guys as a community. Uh, I love the live chat. I get so many funny ideas from you. Thank you so much for supporting this show. It really, truly does mean a lot um, that you guys support me. Um, what's the last thing I want to say? So uh, Patreon subscribers... We're doing a special Friday. You're going to see me on Friday. You're going to see me on Sunday. You're going to see me twice on Monday. Um, and I'm going to bring you guys all the tea. Until then, I'll see you guys tomorrow. And we're going to cover The Single Life, which mm, this season is like mm, meh, meh. See you guys tomorrow. Bye for now.